The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Hey. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Oh, yeah. We take the episode. We do. We break it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> we decide that maybe we've been a little harsh with the episode and decided to take it out for a treat oh. to Sears. No way. All for you, the listener. Oh, man. On today's episode, we take a look at the Brady Munch movie, part trois. Or but three. there's only two movies, Tack. <laughs> yes, this is still the first one, but part if you haven't watched this movie, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch movie is available to stream on... Amazon Prime! That's the Lost Transformer. You know that, right? <laughs> there's Optimus Prime, and then there's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is hiding down in the jungles of South America. And a lot of people don't know that. Another thing a lot of people don't know about Amazon Prime, too, is that like when you need him to be there, he'll... Be there within three to five days. That's Sometimes right. overnight. He's like, I'm on my way, but you wait a couple of days. And if it, I don't get there, wait a couple more. <laughs> okay. Uh, so how was your week? You know, like you're kind of looking at me accusingly, you know, and I, and I didn't do nothing. <laughs> Jimmy. I, I can honestly say I didn't do shit. No, no, you <laughs> did. You did. I did. But I, but also I didn't. Okay, is there? I feel like there's a, a loophole here somewhere. Yeah, Megan did. Uh, oh, your wife. Blame it yeah. on the wife. Oh no, for real. I haven't even told you. I saved it for the show, which was really difficult because oh. I don't like not talking about shit. Okay, what what'd you do? What is that? Is that a it's uke? A, uh, it's a um, it's a a, a, a semi hollow body. Semi hollow body uke guitar, guitar, yeah. Oh, it looked small, it looked like a little ukulele. Oh, no, no, or a large ukulele, actually. Oh, oh, I can see it more. Well, I guess a guitar is a large ukulele, yes. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> no. literally what a guitar is. I just saw a little bit of a neck, I thought it was tiny. Well, what are you uh, leaving in the bag for? Pull that bitch out, let me see it. Oh, just because I don't have a place to put it yet. Semi hollow body, meaning like. Is this going to be like uh, Brian Setzer kind of a thing here? Kind of, yeah. It's a 355 or 335. Sorry. I've never played a hollow body or semi hollow body. Yeah, it is. You can play Brian Setzer. Yeah. You can play in the Stray Cats now. Does it sound like it? When you play it, is it like, you know, like the Ren and Stimpy like, theme song? Well, not really. It depends on how you have the amp set up, but it's more it's more like, uh, like, like Marty McFly. Just saying. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like Back to the Future. That's what he plays in the fifties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I, it, it started off innocently. I was at work and I was looking around on websites and stuff, and surprisingly, they had it on Target, like Target.com. I couldn't. Yeah, 
They had so it on Target.com. What, what is it? First of all, what is this like a first act? What is this? No, it's a mono price. It's an India. A what? I've never heard of this. No, it's it's an up and coming company. They're not too bad. Uh, they're not super expensive, but they're not they're not garbage either. Um, so they had it on Target.com, which surprised me, but it was like hundred and something dollars cheaper than it was anywhere else. So I just happened to mention to her, I was like, this is actually a good price on it. And five minutes later, she's like, check your email. And I got an email that said she bought it. When did you order this? I didn't. Megan did. <laughs> I got <laughs> so you. Trying when to catch me on that Megan shit. Megan order this? Um, Wednesday, I think. Holy Tuesday? shit. And you got Tuesday? it in today? Yeah. And no, I got it in way, yesterday. God damn. How did you, yeah. how did you keep this a secret from me? It was really hard. You, there were so many times I wanted to be like, dude, dude, but I, I, I wanted to save it for this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm guessing that because you had such a hard time with the last guitar that we tried to order and you ended up not getting it and you got a refund, I feel like your right. curse has been lifted. I hope so. So did you get this right on time? I got it before I was supposed to. I, it was See? supposed to be here uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and I got it yesterday. <laughs> See, now this is how I get things. I order stuff. I usually get it a day early or right on yeah. time, sometimes two days early. Yeah. Huh. Wow. But I mean, it really it, it's really not a bad guitar. I know it looks like it, and you're like, what is that, like fucking Bob's Guitars or whatever? Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's really not bad. No, it looks good. I've always been kind of interested in like the semi-hollow bodies, but I've never even yeah. played one before. So. I watched a, a lot of reviews on it, and yeah. uh, one of the guys I watched named Daryl Braun, who I, I really like, he's the reason I bought my Strat. He reviewed that one. He could not believe how good it was. He's like, this is amazing for the, not just for the price, but it's an actually, it's actually a really good guitar. So, so you haven't done any kind of setup or anything on it yet? I didn't need to. <laughs> I took it out of the box and tuned it, and it was perfect. Like just the frets like all look good. And well, they're a little scratchy, but that's okay. How's the fret board? Is it dry or anything? Um, no, looks pretty good. Hmm. I mean, all the binding looks good. Like it's the nut looks really good. Like, well, just when you get a chance to shoot me some pictures over that, I'll take a closer look at some stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm I think cool. you'll like it. It's pretty nice. Nice, nice. Uh, well, my week wasn't as exciting as yours. I mean, I had to work some overtime this week, which is good and bad. But Nice. But uh, other than that, it was a pretty boring week for me. Nothing too exciting. So That's not good. No, that's good. That's fine. I'm totally okay yeah. with that. Remember. <laughs> so did you, uh, you know. No, I did not work mm-hmm. it. Didn't I got nothing. I, there's <clears throat> There are no females or girls in my life right now. I got nothing. Okay, so you got the guitar in today. That's correct, yeah. And you also have another one on order, don't I you? I do. Yeah, I have a um, a Harley Benton. I, me and you both have Harley Bentons. Yeah. Um, well, you already have my one. My last one. What's that? You already have one before, but now you yeah. ordered another one. Well, we ordered one. ours roughly at the same time, didn't we? Yeah. Our Harley Bentons? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, I've got a SC500 and you have, I'm not sure what model number yours is, but it is, it's an SC as well, which is a, it's a single cut. Single cut, Les yeah. Paul, basically. Les Paul, yeah. Um, well, the one I ordered is a, a BM seventy five, which the BM stands for Brian May. Um, yeah, and so it's it's a sort of a tribute to his Red Special. And I've been wanting that guitar for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the people who don't know, because there are some people out there who may not know who Brian May is, but he's a guitar player for Queen. So yes, and he has a yeah. very distinct, unique sound. Yeah, me and Tack have been listening to Queen 
and I guess Brian May for a long time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since yeah. literally since high school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be nice having his guitar. Yeah, I'm not really big on some classic rock, but I do dig some Queen. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, there isn't too much classic rock. Like I never got into classic rock. Now, if you ask a 20 year old what classic rock is, he's going to name Metallica, which I think is bullshit. That um, or like Guns N' Roses or right, which Poison is or something garbage. Yeah. That's not correct. You mean Motley Crue? <laughs> but our version of classic rock is like the Eagles and. Uh, the Doors and Leonard Skinner, Sabbath, Leonard Skinner, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I never really got into three, classic three rock. Three Dog Night. Three Dog Night, which I know the drummer for Three Dog Night. I'm friends nice. with him on Facebook. I, I, yeah, I met him too. Because we yeah. did, yeah, we yeah. did the photo, sh- or the video yeah, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. That's right. CCR. <laughs> that's, yes, CCR. That's anyway, a, yeah. I never get into that classic rock sound. Never, Tom never, Petty and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> that's right. Can you name two more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. But there are some bands that I actually get into. Like Queen is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like The Doors a lot. Um, yeah. I only have my like brother, The Doors. My brother Ken's hits. really into them, but I've never been into them. The Doors? Yeah. What got me into them is the movie with Val Kilmer that came yeah. out like in the 90s. And just watching that movie, and I was like, this music's actually pretty good. And then, so I actually have The Doors' like greatest hits on vinyl, and I love mm. that album. It is so huh. good. It's a greatest hits album, but whatever, you know. It's all the songs yeah. you know, and they're just, it's just really good. I just really Is like that it. where, like, <laughs> is that where Jim Morrison is sitting around, a band member comes and is like, hey, what are you doing? Just reminiscing. Hey, you remember that one time when Stephanie came home with an F and then they start playing like a door song? Is that like that? <laughs> no, no. That's not that? Okay. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, um, I guess it's considered classic metal. It's I like Iron Maiden. I didn't think I would like it as much as I do. I actually never got an Iron Maiden, but then again, yeah. I haven't really given them a chance. I've heard like a song here and there and I'm just like, eh, yeah. If I you just, like old school Metallica, I think you'll like Iron Maiden. I don't know. I've never given them a chance. I no, I kind of shouldn't going into it. I would feel you know, I go in. I would go into it negatively, but I'm I'm pretty open minded. So I mean, I can be turned around pretty easily. So, but I mean, also remember that Iron Maiden predates Metallica. Yeah. So yeah. So really, they were kind. They helped inspire Metallica. So if you look at it that way, the guys from mm-hmm. Metallica would want you to listen to Iron Maiden. That's like some old school, like Black Sabbath too. Yeah. Like, I used to like some of that. Um, like, Tommy Iommi, the guitar player for Black Sabbath, like he was writing some metal riffs before metal was metal, you know? Well, right, technically, right. that was metal back then. But but if you listen to, like, Children of the Grave, like, that's just, like, palm meters, like... It's like Motorhead. Some of their songs, you're just like, well, okay, I kind of see what you're doing. Yeah. But talk about a horrible singer. Holy shit. Anyways, oh, we're kind oh, of nerdy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I really like, I really like some of um, Pantera's albums back when they were a hair band. Oh, shit. No way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the newer Metallica stuff, the, that Lux Eterno, whatever. Hell yeah. Give me or, some of that. Lulu. Like, yeah. The yeah. Lulu album, Metallica. Yeah. Hell Yeah. <laughs> God, no, that thing was garbage. Oh, my God. And that one that came out, like, what is it, five or six years ago that nobody can remember the name of? That one. Hell, yeah. Give me some of that, too. Death Magnetic? No, that was longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that one? 
<laughs> that's my point. Not not the last one. Not the yellow one. I'm gonna call it yellow. Album that's the, isn't that that Lux Eternal or whatever? Like, <clears throat> what is that? Isn't that the album? Oh, oh Lux Eternal. Yeah. Oh, was that? Oh, I thought it was Eternal. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't think it was. Or maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I call it the yellow album. So kind of like yeah. they have the black album. Now they have the yellow album. Hmm. Um, what was the one before that one though? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, nobody can remember the name. It of. wasn't. It was the one with all their faces. Like I have it on vinyl. I don't remember. Um, I and it had uh, that one song in it with Moth to Flame. Like, that song is actually really good. I like that one. <laughs> I saw them uh, in concert when they were do- doing the tour of that album. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, of course. I've seen Metallica like three times, and they're, they get better every year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, they're so good. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, and they're actually coming to my area here in a couple months. I wish I nice. could go. But That's like this coming Thursday, Ghost is playing in Tampa. I wish I could go, but I got to work Friday. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun show to go to. Wouldn't it, then? Yeah. Who's playing with Ghost? All their, all his disciples <laughs> are there? <laughs> the band? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, who's the opening acts? Who's no, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, back to the show. Before we went off on this tangent, uh, it was weird. The intro. Go ahead. It was weird seeing a reference to Sears, <laughs> just because no. they've been closed for a little bit. But it was more strange, yeah. like seeing a Sears with multiple floors. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a Sears. I've been to at least four Sears that I know of that I remember, and none of them had more than one floor. So I've seen them Sears multi. Usually they're in malls. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really like dating the movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny, though, if you think about Sears, because. They were they were basically Amazon before Amazon. They were the internet before the internet. The Sears and Robot catalog, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they that's what got them started. They opened up the stores and then they couldn't keep up with modern times and had to close. Like, but you guys are are bass. You're like, what is that? Uh, Benjamin Button. They're like the Benjamin Button store. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they started off all ahead of their time, and then by the yeah. end they couldn't keep up. So. Remember the Sears catalog? I think it was Sears. The big thick catalogs you get like around Christmas time and you look through yeah. it and then you like circle mm-hmm. shit that you want. Like, oh, I want that toy. And even that. right up until they close or a few years before they close, you could still go to the store and look through the catalog and say, I, can I order this? And then they would order it for you. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we call that Amazon. <laughs> so. R.I.P. Sears. R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in power. I bet, I bet all the hipsters would love the Sears catalog nowadays. <laughs> but they have to fill out a form and mail it in with a stamp and shit. I yeah, like, um, love it. Yeah, um, I actually push my glasses up. I actually prefer to order from a catalog. There's nothing like with when you get a pen and then you start to write, but then you realize you can't write actually on the catalog itself. You have to move over and put two pieces of paper underneath. I, I prefer that. I, ju- I just ordered a, a wooden comb for my beard and some beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> and I ordered a kit to make craft beer. Like, okay. Hey, we just alienated most of our audience. That's okay. <laughs> no, we did. <sighs> That's me. Like, That's hey, me. What's wrong with a wooden comb? <laughs> <laughs> I made craft beer. <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, when I was in uh, a play um, back in the day, I was doing summer musicals and I was doing Wizard of Oz. 
<laughs> Look, the Wicked Witch. Sam, I, I was doing Wizard of Oz, and uh, there I was part of Emerald City, and um, you know, like where they go, snip, snip here, snip, snip, and they're like, you know, bougieing up like everybody, you know, Dorothy and the tiger, and tiger, the tiger, the lion, the witch, the wardrobe, all that shit. They're like bougieing them up, you know. Right. Well, I was part of the crew that was bougieing up, you know, the cowardly lion, right? And mm-hmm. so they gave me this prop that was like this oversized, like wooden comb. Those mm-hmm. made out of, like carved out of wood, and uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the performances, I'm like brushing the lion, you know. But every time I touch it to the lion's thick ass fur, like the bristles start breaking off, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and I'm like, and by the <laughs> by the end of the show, half of the bristles were just broken off, and That's I was awesome. like, did you steal the prop? No, and then <laughs> and then like at the end of it, I was like, um, this like broke, and so. And they keep having to do a new one for every performance. And okay, <laughs> how, just don't touch the line when you just pretend you're doing it. Like, I'm like, okay. And eventually they just went to a big, like, cardboard one. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's funny. That's cool. Hmm. Good times. Good, good times. times. Yeah, that was my, uh, my big line. Do you want, do you want to, you want to hear it again? Like, sure. Yeah. I'll perform it for you. Ready? <clears throat> now, when I perform, you're going to think that there's actually something here with me, but there's not. It's just me acting. Okay. And listeners at home, too, I don't want you to freak out. This is me doing a performance. Okay. What I say is not real. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Let me get in my character here. Hold on. By the way, I have a whole backstory of my character. My character has okay. is my job is to bouge up the cowardly lion but i also have like right. a wife and two children at home Susie and timmy timmy okay. needs braces so i'm trying to work a little extra to make sure you get braces for timmy okay I, would, I just need you to know all that before i go into my performance it's important to the story okay okay <clears throat> look it's the wicked witch uh, hold on we can stop what oh wait that was you yeah, no, like, you know, that was my performance. There's not really a witch here. Oh, damn. I thought we were being interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's funny. And scene. You're welcome. Nice. Nice. My gift. My gift. First musical I was ever in, I played a sad face. No, that's not true. The first musical I ever played in um, was a musical about Thomas Edison called the electric sunshine man what when the hell was this yeah this was at kennedy when i was in sixth grade <sighs> barbara yeah. crawford was in it kara feldheim was in it connie haynes mm-hmm. was in it missy south was in it mm-hmm. doug deardorff i think was in it yeah doug mm-hmm. georgia spencer was in it hmm yeah well that's cool did you mm-hmm. have a line or anything no <laughs> i was just in the course <laughs> and the second musical i was in i played a sad face clown I didn't have any lines, but I had to, I had to dance and I was super, super shy back then, especially with like girls. And so, um, I had to dance with this girl who ironically I'm still friends with, uh, she does stuff at Titusville playoffs. She directs and stuff. And, um, so during tech week, I was supposed to, to waltz with her off the stage. Right. And so I go up and I, I I put my hands up to dance with her and (laughs) we're dancing off stage and she gives me this look. She goes, um, your hand needs to be lower. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I look and my right hand was like way, way too high. Like 
almost grabbing her boob. I'm like, oops. So I apologize like 15 times. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was fun. Fun, fun, fun. All right. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but I need a break. I do need a break. This has been a lot of excitement. I thought we were being attacked. So, yeah. I know. My performance yeah. has just drained me. So, yeah. I need to refresh. And, uh, yeah. All right. So, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, right. we're going to get into this and break down this movie. Okay. We'll be back. So then the elephant said, no, thank you. I have a trunk. <laughs> Jimmy, you're not even paying attention to me. Sorry. Sorry. I was distracted. <laughs> oh, on your phone again. What guitar this time? No, it's actually not a guitar this time. It's costumes. Okay. And let me explain. Because we're part of the retro network and we're, you know, retro ourselves. My kids want to join in the fun. Oh, they want to do a podcast. That's cool. No, no. Costume. Oh, they want to dress up like a podcaster, neato. No, no, no. As, as a classic TV or movie character, you know, for Halloween. But, I mean, where am I going to find those kind of costumes for little kids? Have you tried HalloweenCostumes.com? Well, I mean, I have a six-year-old. So, I mean, I'm sure I could find some adult retro costumes there that might fit my two older kids. But, I mean, come on. What about my six-year-old? Oh, my mistake. In that case, I think you should try... HalloweenCostumes.com Oh, I got you. I remember them from last year, and they have some great costumes from all the popular franchises, but, I mean, what I'm looking for is a little different. Oh, see, you didn't say that the first time. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I do have a great idea. What's that? How about HalloweenCostumes.com <laughs> Right. Okay, well, at least let me look. Okay, you're right. They definitely have some great costumes. Of course they do. Super Mario Brothers, Zelda, Barbie. And aren't you and your kids into horror movies? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, they have Freddy Krueger and Jason and Chucky. Man, I gotta get some for myself too. Transformers, Spider-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wait, wait. Is that a sexy little mermaid costume? Ooh la la. Uh, I mean, these are nice, though. These are great. But, but I mean, again, my kids wanted classic TV or movie. I mean, I guess I could go to the thrift store and get an old suit or something. Jimmy, you shut your mouth and look what I found. Wait. Hold on a second. Is that is that the tuxedos from Dumb and Dumber? Yep. And Marty McFly? <gasps> and Ferris Bueller? Yep. And Oompa Loompas? And Danny Zuko from Greece? <laughs> But, you know, like like the nerdy Danny, like at the end where he's wearing like the Letterman sweater. <laughs> uh, for track or something? Yeah. But wait, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Right there. No, right there. Uh, next to uh, Cher from Clueless. Oh, there she is. <laughs> hey, look, Ron Burgundy and Inspector Gadget. Oh, wait a minute. These are all kids' costumes? And adults. That way you can join in on the fun, too. <sighs> Man, I am so glad I looked here. You're welcome. So which one are you going to get? I picture myself an A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. You know, I just think, you know, physically, you know, I just you know, kind of look like him. Spit an image. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, do you think they... Uh, 
Speaking of which, do you think they have any swimmer costumes by chance? Wow. Really? Really tight. And in our promo for HalloweenCostumes.com. <laughs> so for your Halloween costume needs, go check out HalloweenCostumes.com. Click on the link in the show notes for 15% off your order now. Wow, that was awesome. You're impressed by that, huh? That was very impressed by that. Well, all I can say is, once again, you're welcome. I'm saying, I mean, when you said it's the Wicked Witch, like, I wasn't expecting that. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. Thought maybe you needed, like, a visual to kind of help piece it all together. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I've never seen a a comb used quite like that. It's not surprising that the teeth broke, but whatever. (laughs) It's all right. No judgment. No judgment here. All right, well, we have the Brady Bunch movie, part three. <laughs> Let's get into a facts about the movie. It's filmed in 1995. Damn. <laughs> Written by <laughs> Sherwood Schwartz, kind of. Uh, Larice, uh, Rick Cop, <laughs> Bonnie Turner, and Terry Turner. Nice. I wonder if they're married. I don't, are we allowed to say Bonnie and Terry Turner? Because if they're not married, they're going to be like, asshole, we're not married. Like, why are you <laughs> lumping us together? <laughs> That's a good point. Mm. Directed by Betty Thomas. Mm. Or According she's to related IMDb. to Danny. Yeah. Or mm. or Henry. Or, or, the, or the tank engine. <laughs> yeah. According to IMDb, the seer scene was... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Sears scene was shot inside a now-closed Sears in Honolulu, Hawaii. Why the hell did they go all the way to Honolulu to find a Sears? Know. You can find them all over the place. No wonder, no wonder Michael McKeon had to sit in the car when he got hit. <laughs> what the hell? Flying all the way to Hawaii. I'm sorry. Sorry, we got to go to Hawaii. We got to find the Sears. Production? Like, hey, we're going to go to Hawaii. Like, oh, we're shooting that the episode where they go to Hawaii. No, we're just shooting in Sears. Like. <laughs> You know, there's one like right over down the street, right? It doesn't have a second floor, Dick. God, read the script. <laughs> no, but the one like two towns over does. <laughs> there's one in the mall. You know, the one where they, they shot Chopping Mall and Fast Times? Yeah, that one. When Marsha is talking to the model in the photography studio, she asks right. if she is a Breck girl. Right. The Breck Shampoo Company used illustrations of women in their print ads for several decades, starting in 1937. <laughs> and Breck girls were ubiquitous, 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 how do you say that? Ubiquitous, ubiquitous, U- ubiquitous. Thank you. In magazines during the run of the original series, the oh. joke is twofold. Get it? Sorry. <laughs> Breck girl. Mm-hmm ad campaign was long over by the 1990s and the Brett girl models were rendered in pastel drawings rather than photographs. Well, I'm sure they were based off real people though. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm saying she would say, Oh, those are nice photographs. Are you a Brett girl? Like, well, no, (laughs) those are drawings and you know, 
Of the six Brady children, Jan is regarded by many viewers of the original series as having the most depth and development. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> so it is consistent. Why as good as Marsha? Well, honey, you have depth and development, okay? <laughs> no, the character, oh, her arc is a lot of development ah. and depth. So it is consistent with the series that the movie focuses on Jan's issues, albeit in a very comedic way, while the other children's concerns are fairly trivial. This is true. Look at Bobby. He has no concerns whatsoever. That's not true because everybody at his school thought he was a fink because he had Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Plus, he got the Friskus teacher. So, yeah, that was before (laughs) it was illegal, apparently. So. Mike's line, as a wise man once said, wherever you go, there you are, is a reference to the 1984 sci-fi movie The Adventures of Bunker or Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. The same line is spoken by Peter Weller in the movie. It's also based on a book that predates the movie, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually looked into it. And yeah. before I even saw this like IMDb reference, and I was like, well, maybe they said in Bucker Bonza, but I don't think that's worth the quoting. I think they're quoting no. Confucius. Confucius. Well, no, it. it's a, well, I know it's a book um, about meditation and stuff. Yeah. Like it's a, a Buddhism thing. Is it? Okay. Right. All right. And uh, hmm. yeah. so look at us talking know. all smart and shit. I know. Hell yeah. Start confusing people and be like, that turned on the wrong show. Like, what the hell? Exactly. Yeah. Where's all the dick and <coughs> fart talking about, and talking about witches and Confucius and shit? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, when we last left off, yes. if you don't remember, Mike and Carol are still trying to find a way to get $20,000 to save the house Thousand. before the end of the week. Thousand. Yeah. Mr. Phillips says that as long as Mike can sell one of his designs, he's got the advance. Oh, but shit. unfortunately, clients aren't biting at designs that look just like the Brady house. Oh, shit. Meanwhile, the kids have now overheard the houses in jeopardy and are trying to come up with a way to raise the money as well. Hmm. And finally, Marsha's face got in the way of a football thrown by the boys <laughs> And has gotten a swollen nose. But big man on campus, Doug Simpson, doesn't mind at all. In his own words, it's not your nose I'm after. Damn right. So off she goes on a date with Doug Simpson. You know, the big man on campus. Because he's after her mind, Tack. That's right. All right. So you ready to fade in? Nah. Okay, Uh, I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I am now. Okay, good. We fade in. A scene one. Sitting on top of a hill looking down on Los Angeles, Doug, the big man on campus, sits in his red convertible, quote, sports car (laughs) with Marsha. I think it was a Mazda Miata, I think, wasn't it? Probably. I I, I wouldn't mind having a Miata, an MX-5. That's what all the cool kids say. Kids call it an MX-5. Call it a Miata, then, you know, that that just means you're a wuss. (laughs) Music is playing on the radio softly. Marsha, with a look of confusion, asks, but Doug, this isn't the school dance. (laughs) Smooth talking Doug says, I just thought we'd talk here and unwind a little before we go down. Marsha smiles and asks, mind if I change the station? (laughs) That's a lovely idea. I'd love to park. (laughs) Can't As Marsha leans down to change the station, Doug lifts her hair out of the way and begins to blow softly in her ear. 
Who does that? Really? Like, I don't know. It's, it's only in movies and TV. Like, and- you stop? God. What the hell? <laughs> what, I have a fly in my ear? Weirdo. <laughs> now, Marsha says, ooh, it is windy tonight. <laughs> Maybe we should put the top up. Doug looks at her. Something stinks. What the fuck? Oh, it's you. Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) Doug looks at her and says, I'll keep you warm, Marcia, as he puts his big man on campus arm around her. Marcia notices this and says, uh, Doug, your hand is on my shoulder. Doug says, so? Marcia says, well, that's third base, and I don't go that far. (laughs) Doug says, fuck it, and goes in for a kiss. Marcia pushes away and says, Doug, I think I just felt your tongue in my mouth. Ugh. Doug says, that's called a French kiss, Marcia. Marcia confused asks, I thought you were from Nebraska. <laughs> Doug says, I am. And moves in for another smooch. But Marcia pushes him away and says, listen, Doug, I don't know what you're thinking, but I don't do things like that. Now, you may live your life one way, but we Brady's follow our own drummer. Marcia then smiles and adds, so I hope this doesn't sour the rest of our date. <laughs> Doug just looks at her in confusion. Mm, okay. <clears throat> we quickly cut to Doug driving off and leaving Marcia alone on the hill. Doug yells out, you Brady suck, and speeds off down the road. As Marcia is alone on the hill, a limousine pulls up next to her. The driver says, excuse me. Marcia states, I'm sorry, I don't take rides from strangers. <laughs> a driver then says, I was just wondering how to get to Westdale High School. Marcia asks, Westdale High? Marcia then steps closer to the limo. <laughs> I could totally see the limo driver going, maybe, maybe Westdale High is on top of this giant mountain that overlooks the city. <laughs> Let's drive up there and look for it. That's a perfect place for a high school. <laughs> or the jet. Like, we can't seem to find it. Maybe if you take a higher advantage point, we can look down and spot it from up high. Hold on. I got to pop the trunk to get the binoculars out. Okay. What um, <laughs> thing in event in GPS sucks. <laughs> the French kiss thing was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty nice. Um, it's, I mean, because I don't, I don't know that kids ever referred to it as that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't know. especially yeah. to a person, like, would you like to French kid? Like, that's just, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I, that the limo driver, when he pulled up, he had a, a strangely, uh, like specific accent. He had a weird accent. I think he's from New Jersey. I'm pretty sure it's New Jersey, but he had a weird accent. I don't know. Was so it, you didn't notice the limo driver's was accent? Mr. Big's limo? Mm. <laughs> but wow, that's messed up. What's up? I mean, I was in shock when I saw this scene. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. You mean to tell me like she won't even make out and that's third base? That's fucked up. No, she didn't mind making out. She just didn't want his slimy hand on her shoulder. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. And he can keep his tongue inside his own mouth. She's not ice cream tech. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <clears throat> Scene two. It's dance time tech. Ooh. Yeah. We're now at Westdale High School where the dance is in full bloom. As people come in, they have to go through a metal detector, you know, to show that the 1995, you know, mm. Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just then, big man on campus, Doug Simpson, walks in 
alone. Mm. We now see Jan, now at the dance, alone and on the dance floor. She looks around, feeling a bit awkward, but then removes her glasses and is now smiling. Dancing and have a good time. Alone. <laughs> we then see Eric swigging on a flask and notices something he's not happy about. How did he get that flask in there if they had to go through a metal detector? I wish they weren't mm. liars. He sees Peter, who's dressed like Gilligan for some reason, with <laughs> Holly, who's dancing next to him. Peter says, hey, you're one groovy chick. Really happening in a far out way. <laughs> Holly smiles and says, thanks. And continues to dance. It made me think of that part in Wayne's World. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you should try that line on a girl. That's your that's your task for this week is to try oh, okay. that line on a girl. Just <laughs> and then report back to us and tell us if it works. <clears throat> Just then Eric, not taking this anymore, walks over to Peter and Holly. Peter sees him coming and takes off. Eric grabs Holly, pulls her close, and begins to dance with her. Holly just chuckles. <laughs> As Peter makes a run for it, away from Eric, he runs into Miss Lindley and, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, accidentally <laughs> grabs her boobs. Or, mm -hmm. like, puts her hands on him. Yeah. This startles him, and he falls backwards and passes out. <laughs> Miss Lindley looks around awkwardly, not knowing what to do. Meanwhile, Jan, still at the dance, carries a black plastic bag with her and goes into the girl's bathroom. Oh, shit. She smiles as if she's up to something. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Peter's just as Gilligan. I'm assuming it's a reference. Well, obviously, it's a reference to Gilligan. But like obviously early, maybe earlier because when Holly said, "I think Peter's a babe," I mean in a Gilligan sort of way, like oh maybe maybe there was a scene that was cut and there's more to it than, or it was just a reference to Gilligan's Island probably, or hmm. or maybe maybe people got together and told him it was a costume dance just so he would look dumb, you know, <laughs> like in like in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, girls. This was super fun. <laughs> It's like the only line I remember in that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> the musical's better. Um, why are the girl, why the girls, why are girls in general so attracted to assholes? Well, Jimmy, that is the question of a lifetime. I've got my own theory, but just a rhetorical question. Like, you know, yeah. even in this, like Holly's just like, <laughs> like, what do you like? That's supposed to be your friend. And he just was a dick to him. Like, and you're just sitting there chuckle yeah. about it. Like, anyways. yeah. Um, that scene with Peter, cause I don't know how old the actor was <laughs> when the kid that played Peter, I don't know how old he was yeah. in the filming of this, but that must've been so awkward. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like if I was a teenager and I had to film a scene like that, cause you know, it didn't take just one take. Just because of lighting oh, and the way he had to fall backwards. Runs in and yeah. grabs it. I thought you meant the scene with Holly. Sorry. Oh, no, no, okay. no. Now I'm on board with what you're saying. Yeah. Because, you know, and I'm, I'm not, and this isn't like tongue in cheek, like, I bet you do it twice. No, I mean, like, for real, like, in, in filming stuff like that, because it's a, it's a physical comedy thing, he probably didn't get it right the first time. So he probably had to do it multiple how, times. How can they even legally do that if he's a minor? I'm thinking that she was padded. So he wasn't really touching her at all. That's no. the only thing I can think of. Cause otherwise you're going to have a thousand conversations. No, for real. It's okay. It's I'm professional. You're going to have those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. Yes. So 
I don't know. I just, I kind of felt bad for him a little bit. And I know that we're supposed to be joking saying, oh, that's cool. He got to do, no, like at that age and you're already kind of self-conscious about being in a big movie and having a bunch of people on set and then having to do that. Like that's, you know, I kind of felt bad for the actor, but anyways, scene three. As the live band finishes up a song, Greg walks up on the stage with his guitar and pig nose amp in hand. Hell yeah. And he talks to the singer. The singer agrees and steps away from the mic. You mean with his Tysco straddle and Telecaster tech? Come on now. (laughs) Greg taps on the mic and says, excuse me, can I have your attention, please? You may all know me as Greg Brady, but tonight I'd like to introduce you to Johnny Bravo. Oh, shit. Yep. Greg, or I mean Johnny, then strums his guitar for emphasis, but it sounds terrible. It does. It sounds awful. (laughs) Greg, or Johnny Bravo, goes on. For my first song, I'd like to sing a number I wrote for the grooviest chick at Westdale High. Just then, most of the girls in the crowd run out of the dance hall in fear. It's for them. Mm. (laughs) Johnny then counts in his song. One, two, three. Four. Clowns never laughed before. <laughs> Beanstalks never grew. And then he goes on. Ponies never ran before. I met you. Wow. The crowd, I know you're impressed. The crowd begins to turn on him and booing him and throwing garbage at him. What? <laughs> no, they did. Just then, the band takes a hint and starts up one of their songs and they play right over him. The crowd all begins to dance. The singer walks over and takes the mic away from Greg. Greg gets the hint and sadly walks off stage. (laughs) Does he really not know how to tune his guitar? Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he seems really enthusiastic about it. And I would think that'd be one of the first things he would learn is how to tune it. Especially if he's writing music at that point. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Um why would he think that it's okay to just get up and just and play a song? Like the school paid for that band to play. That's their time <laughs> right. that the school is paying for. And not yeah. only that, it's probably the band's microphones too. Like what yeah. did he think was going to happen? Like, <laughs> I, don't know, um, I thought it was kind of messed up that the band was just like, fuck this guy. And then just started playing. Like, I think it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Scene four. Just then Jan at the dance comes walking out of the girl's bathroom. wearing a very large black Afro wig. Hmm. She walks through the crowd as they all just look at her in horror. <laughs> Jan with a big smile says, hi, everybody. It's the new Jan Brady. Am I a hit? Do you like it? Everyone just stops and looks at her in disbelief. The band now notices her and comes to a screeching halt. The singer just looks at her and says, hmm. Naive Jan just smiles and says, wow, it worked. I really did make a splash. (laughs) Just then Marsha walks onto the stage. Hoots and hollers are heard from the crowd as she makes her way to the mic. (laughs) She steps up to the mic and says, can I have your attention, please? I have some news that's going to make everyone flip. As the crowd walks past Jan and makes their way closer to the stage, Jan asks, hey, what about me? (laughs) Marsha continues on the mic. I thought he might show up, but I didn't want to get all your hopes up. (laughs) Jan in the crowd just looks at Marsha on the stage and with tears in her eyes says, Marsha did it again. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. 
Jan then turns and runs out of the dance hall, hmm. wishing she was a dinosaur. <laughs> Marsha on the mic continues. So here he is, Davy Jones. <laughs> As Davy Jones walks out onto the stage, nobody claps. <laughs> One guy in the crowd shouts, Hey, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Davy Jones walks up to Marsha on the stage as Marsha claps alone for him. Marsha <laughs> takes his hand and says, thanks a lot for being here, Davy. I mean, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Davy Jones says anything for my number one fan. All the women faculty in the crowd coo and look at Davy Jones like he's food. It kind of looks like uh, Richard Hammond. Anyways, just then, <laughs> <It does. laughs> just then, Davy Jones walks over to the band, the rock band that's currently on the stage, and tells the keyboardist what to play. He begins to play a Davy Jones song with absolutely no issues. Tack. <laughs> Davy begins to sing one of his hits. It's amazing that they just—they're that good of musicians, you know. <laughs> yeah. As he performs, Miss Lindley says, "Look." It really is Davy Jones as she walks closer to the stage. As the performance continues, the rest of the band join in, but doing a more modern rock version of his song. Davy, seeming a little bit confused, goes along with it. <laughs> so Davy Jones came down to Westdale High to right. play for the dance, but brings no band members, no <laughs> musical instruments. Is that, I'll, I'll just fucking use the, the band that's currently there. They can do it, right? They're professionals. You know, well, like, see, I looked at it as, if I was Davy Jones, even back then, I would have assumed it was a DJ. Like, how many high schools hire, I mean, how many high schools hire a band for prom, let alone just a dance? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. I would have assumed that it was going to be a DJ, and when he walks in and sees the band, he's like, oh, shit. Hey, there's a band uh -huh. there. That's how I would have taken it. Um, hmm. I love how... Um, how she didn't even like Jan didn't even attempt to hide her blonde hair like she had. They have mirrors in the bathroom, you know what I mean? And she still has like strings of blonde hair hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, too. It was pretty <laughs> put on. And I put the same note down. It's nice how the band happens to know the song, like just and all of them just join in and they just know how the song goes. Um, right, I'm like like David Jones went over there like uh, I need it like in a C key C flat and just give me a, a you know three minor <laughs> like that guy's gonna fucking know what he's. Yeah. Chances are it's a fucking rock band they're not gonna yeah. know that shit you it's know like it's blues like, riffs from a d uh watch me for the changes and try to keep up okay like it's like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. i'm sure they play that all the time though you know what i mean oh, you man. know they're sitting oh, they're rehearsing like, oh, song i didn't know that was your song okay, you know yeah, they're yeah. you know every single time the drummer's like hey guys can we come on man can we play it it's like, Doug, what the fuck? You want to play this shit? Fine. Let's just play it one time and get it over with. And then they start playing that. <laughs> like, can we can we move on now, please? That and like Macarena or something. Oh. Scene five. Okay. As Davy Jones continues to perform, Marsha sees Charlie standing by himself with a glass of punch. Marsha walks over and says, hi, Charlie. Charlie says, hey, Marsha. Marsha goes on, it was rude of me to break our date. How can I make it up to you? Charlie says, well... And looks around and unzips his fly. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. Charlie's a good boy. Charlie says, well, uh, gee, Marsha, how about a dance? <sighs> how about a dance in the pool with the Speedo Torpedo, Oh, my baby? God. 
No, no, I'm not done yet. RHS, class of 94, go Raiders. Wow, Tech. Couldn't resist that shit, could you? That was even a stretch trying to fit it in like that, but whatever. I'll give it on to you, I guess. But for realsies, he says, gee, Marsha, how about a dance? Marsha smiles and says, <laughs> she says, I love the Speedo Torpedo. So hot. We get it. You're proud of yourself. How you look on your Speedos. We get it. God. <laughs> then she says, why I'd love to Charlie Anderson. Charlie puts his drink down and takes Marsha to the dance floor and begins to dance with her. I'm glad she specified which Charlie she was talking to because <laughs> I'm sure there's like five Charlies in there and all of them. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? So I'm glad that she specified. <laughs> well, you have to, when you're that hot, you have to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, I, well, I would love to Charlie over. Anderson. <laughs> God. <laughs> As they dance the night away, Marsha does some signature dance moves as others on the floor join in. Oh. The faculty members just ooh and ah over Davy Jones up onto the stage performing. Davy's song continues on as the lead guitarist begins to do a modern guitar solo. Davy Jones watches awkwardly, but allows it. Kind of like butt play. What? Okay, that's a weird reference tag, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Doug, you know, the big man on campus, pops up from behind some bleachers smoking a cigarette along with a blonde that looks freshly fucked. <laughs> After the big Davy Jones number ends, the crowd cheers along with Marsha and Charlie. Doug walks away from the blonde as she asks, hey, where are you going? Doug says, something suddenly came up and walks away. Oh, damn. So people do use that excuse. Mm-hmm. I always thought they used, you know, like, hey, can you repeat the question? But I guess not. <laughs> uh, what guess that was just when we were in high school. Um, but I do wonder <laughs> what it feels like to have a girl, um, to have a girl uh, be rude as fuck to you and then uh, come back and apologize for it. Like, I'm, I wonder what that'd feel like. I mean, I've had a girl <laughs> be rude to me, but I've just never had him, you know, her apologize for it. So oh, I wonder what that's oh, like. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um. It's funny because towards the end when he was looking around like, what the hell? Davy Jones looked right at the camera. <laughs> right before it cuts and it goes to something like a ca another camera shot, he looks directly down the lens. <laughs> Come on, man. You were on a TV show. You can't get that. <laughs> so after watching his performance, I'm pretty convinced that the band wasn't actually a band because they weren't <laughs> even trying to play like anything. No, they weren't. You know, it was pretty bad. They could have easily. That would have been a perfect cameo for a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Which, I mean, it kind of looked like it was. I thought maybe it was like some 90s band I didn't recognize. Because mm -hmm. they do that in movies. Like, if you watch Clueless, like, they had a dance or some shit, and the band on stage was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, or, you know, or Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have freaking yeah. Camel Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, but maybe, the, maybe they were actually playing, but, you know, the editor didn't know and just edited wrong shots. Oh, maybe. maybe. That's true. So, who knows? Yeah, that's true. Uh, scene six. Later still at the dance, Noreen, mm. as she pours some punch for Marsha and Charlie, says, Hey, Marsha, you looked really good up there. Marsha, still with a fat nose, says, Thanks, Noreen, and takes the cup of punch. Mm. Just then, Doug Simpson, 
you know, the big man on campus deck. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. Which, yeah. yeah. Walks over, pushes Charlie out of the way and asks Marsha, you got a sec? Marsha says, forget it, Doug. Even with a swollen nose, I can still smell a rat. Oh, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Charlie smiles. Doug looks around annoyed, then looks at Marsha and says, slut. Oh, shit. Wouldn't she be the opposite? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha, not looking happy, just stands there as Doug takes a bite of a carrot. Charlie says, uh, Marsha, would you get our coats? I have a little uh, matter to discuss. Hmm. Marsha looks over at Doug and back at Charlie and says, sure, Charlie, and walks away. Hmm. Meanwhile, Noreen watches as Charlie steps over to Doug and says, hey, I heard what you said, Doug, and I'm not going to let you talk to Marsha like that. Mm. Doug unfazed says, yeah. Charlie says, yeah. <laughs> and Doug's like, really? Charlie's like, really? Doug's like, oh, yeah. you think oh, yeah. so? And Charlie's like, I do think so. But after all that, Doug then grabs Charlie <laughs> by the collar and asks, well, what are you going to do about it, geek? <laughs> Charlie says, I'm going to lose consciousness and begins mm -hmm. to slowly pass out. Noreen steps in and says, Hey Doug, how about a little punch? Noreen then pulls back and punches Doug, knocking him out as he falls on the floor. You got knocked the fuck out. As, <laughs> as Charlie catches his breath, Noreen runs up next to Charlie, looking down at Doug. She smiles and asks, <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> Char <laughs> Charlie looks at Noreen and they both just laugh. Just I then, that was pretty uh, adorable. <laughs> it was pretty cute. Just then, Marsha returns. She sees Doug knocked down on the ground and says, "Wow, Charlie, thanks." Mm -hmm. Charlie, not correcting Marsha, just takes her hand, looks at Noreen, smiles, and leaves with Marsha. You know, like a liar. Mm. Noreen, teary-eyed, can't believe what just happened. Charlie's mm. like, Charlie's like, I'll let you smell it later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. But then the freshly fucked blonde walks over, sees Doug on the ground and says, couldn't have done it better myself. As Noreen starts to cry, the blonde pulls a tissue out of her bra and gives it to her. She places a hand on her shoulder and asks, are you okay? Well, that's third base. Yeah. Noreen nods, but continues to cry. Then realizing she just hit third base. She looks over at the blonde after blowing her nose. <laughs> so it was kind of neat to actually see the scene that you only hear about mm -hmm. in the in the episode. But apparently Charlie is a fucking liar. So. Good call. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know if you noticed, but like when <laughs> when Noreen like slowly looks over at the blonde, like she looks right at her boobs. <laughs> like she yeah. looks over at her boobs and then up at her face. I just, I don't know if that was on purpose, mm -hmm. but it was just a funny touch. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of feel like Noreen needs a spinoff series. Yeah. I mean, imagine her feeling the way she, and this isn't me getting political or anything, but imagine her feeling the way she does in the nineties <laughs> and have like a, a retro nineties series, you know, just like the wonder years or all those <laughs> A retro 90s series where it's Noreen trying to figure things out in the 90s, but almost like a um, million ways to die in the West way about it, where it's it's self-aware <laughs> yeah. and it understands yeah. the ridiculousness of some of the 90s stuff. Like, It'd be kind of funny. 
Yeah. Once again, Hollywood's not going to take our idea. No, they're not. They never take our idea. Hmm. That's okay. That's actually not bad. I like that. Boom. We need to make it. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Scene. I said, oh. Oh. Back at the Brady residence, Charlie drops Marsha off and walks her to the front door. Oh. Charlie says, I had a great time, Marsha. Marsha says, yeah, me too, Charlie. As they get to the door, nervous Charlie says, well, uh, and they both say bye together. Scene As, Mar- no. <laughs> <laughs> As Marsha walks to the door to open it, Charlie says, uh, Marsha? Marsha stops and turns around. Charlie walks to her and asks, can I have a kiss goodnight? <laughs> Marsha says, yeah, okay, Charlie. <laughs> they both lean in for a kiss. After the kiss, Charlie, with a squeaky voice, says, Marsha, I think I just felt your tongue in my mouth. Marsha says, it's called a French kiss, Charlie. I'm surprised you never heard of it. God, what are you, a geek? <laughs> what are you, so out of touch with reality? <laughs> Charlie, now ner- nervous, sir, says, um, Marsha, uh, I gotta go. Uh, something suddenly came up. <laughs> As Charlie runs off to take care of his um, something, mm, okay. Marsha just smiles, turns, and goes inside the house. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that actor got to kiss Christine Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like, what a story to tell in bars and stuff. Be like, let me tell you this story about when I did the Brady Bunch movie. Um, and that wasn't just like a little kiss goodnight. Like, she fucking... Oh, yeah. She went in for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but she seemed to know what he was talking about. You know what I mean? Because up until yeah, her, up until this point in the movie, that line is referred to in a way that's negative because Greg yeah. had told her that means you're not interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so as naive as she is, you know, because she's naive through the entire freaking movie, as naive right. as she is, she would have thought that all of a sudden Charlie turned against her and didn't want anything to do with her anymore. Like she would have right. thought she was a lousy kisser or whatever. Her reaction was if, like, she knew he got a yeah. fucking boner. Oh, yeah. She was, like, proud of herself. Yeah. And it's almost like this is kind of taking, like, a Pleasantville turn, you know? Right. right. <laughs> you know, like, the more they experience, the more they're realizing things, you know? Yeah. yeah. The less naive they become, the more they experience the, quote, bad stuff, you know? She went She went from black and white to color, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. From, Very just interesting. Just from, like, the French kiss and all that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Scene eight. Later that night, in the girls' room, they all (laughs) they all sleep quietly. We then see Jan smiling while she sleeps. She's dreaming away as balls fly into Marsha's face over (laughs) and over again. It's morning time, and Jan wakes up with a huge grin on her face. She sits up in bed and she says. What a nice dream. <laughs> so messed up. Yeah. She looks over at Marsha and screams out a blood curdling scream. Mm-hmm. Marsha jumps up from sleeping and asks, Jan, what is it? Has my nose gotten worse? Jan, while crying, says, no, it's better. Marsha <laughs> smiles, feels her nose, and then jumps out of bed and admires her beautiful face in the mirror. <laughs> she then blows herself a kiss. <laughs> I like to think that she was blowing me a kiss when I saw that. She was looking right at me. I don't know if you could tell, but she was looking right at me. What if she was blowing Jan a kiss in the mirror and she just being a real bitch about it? Like she just, 
She knows that how Jan feels about her. Uh, um, I don't know if you caught this, but right before she woke up, like Jan was straight up like moaning in her street in her sleep. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. Scene nine. Ooh. Back at Mike's office, he's oh. up at bat again. <laughs> he's up at bat once again. He has a client, Mr. Watanabe, looking over another one of his designs. Mr. Phillips also watches and worry. Mike says, the hardest thing about the health club business is getting people to leave their house. Mm. Well, what do you think? Mr. Watanabe looks over at the model, which you guessed it, is another model of the Brady home, <laughs> but this time with a sign on top that reads Flex Factory. Mm, okay. That's what, they, that's what they called me in high school. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Mr. Watanabe smiles and says, What is this? A center for ants? I love it. Consider yourself hired. He then reaches his hand out and Mike shakes it. As the client steps away, Mr. Phillips, in disbelief, walks up to Mike. Mike gives a nerdy thumbs up as Mr. Phillips gives one back. Mike then hears the crack of a bat as he looks off in the distance for that home run. So usually when we do scenes like this, you're pretty good about imitating. Why didn't you imitate uh, Mr. Watanami or whatever? I don't know what you're talking about. You usually do the accents and everything, but you didn't do anything. Like He didn't really have much of an accent, Jimmy. Huh? Oh, okay. And, uh, I think Mr. Phillips, uh, I think it, he should have hugged Mike. I just think that would have been funnier. Cause just to see how happy Mr. Phillips was that Mike finally sold something. I don't know. I feel um, like there was a deleted part in the scene or something, but maybe. why was Mr. Phillips? He looked so awkward and he wasn't excited at all. Right. That, right. He, that the client bought the, he was just kind of like, ah, oh, okay. Like he, it was really weird. Like his yeah. reaction didn't seem right. That's true. I don't know. That's a good point. All right. Well, this is where we take our next break. Oh. So it looks like, I know, we just got started. So it looks like Mike now has a home run. Oh, damn. And Marsha's nose is all better. Looks like everything is coming up Brady. Oh. Is the house now saved? No. Will Noreen get back at Charlie for stealing her girl? Oh, shit. Will Jan hear voices again? Probably. We'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the uh, Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> oh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, man. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. 
Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger, two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. was a good break that was, was that was a good break yeah i mean i we you know what we 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 talk about the the speed of torpedo on this um a lot um because a certain person won't stop bringing it up but that's that's another conversation <laughs> for another day but um i always uh, thought this the speedo torpedo was a person and you no. didn't have to show us or show me what you refer to as your speedo torpedo. <laughs> I think that was a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Well, once again, I figured a visual aid is what you need. I mean, you learn by seeing more than it's true. reading. So. It's true. I mean, I, I I get the Navy reference and everything. It's cool, you know. But <clears throat> you know. <laughs> Anyways, plus it's kind of weird. You still have your speedos from high school. That's kind of you don't think that's kind of weird? Like that's kind of strange. They barely fit. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> so ladies if you would like to see text speed of torpedo um, <laughs> just message um, on my facebook so and go on to speedotorpedo.com and it's just a big picture of me. No. i guarantee that's a real website i bet you I, i'm gonna try it right now you know that's a real website i'm, I'm kind of nervous about trying it to be honest with you <laughs> so let's see www well, i have well jimmy not to worry because i can do it because i have nordvpn in NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's not coming up with anything. Yeah. Speedo.com, so, but not speedotorpedo.com. So maybe we should get that <laughs> and have it as a <laughs> redirect to a very Brady podcast. If we were on an actual network like NBC, we would have to buy it because we said it. <laughs> I Google Speedo Torpedo. It's just a bunch of pictures of random, random guys in torpedo and torpedoes and speedos. Oh, okay. Urban Dictionary. Speedo torpedo sporting a penile erection when wearing an overly tight bathing suit, such as a speedo. <laughs> Stephanie said to Michelle, "Check out that self-deluded speedo torpedo." So, okay. Stephanie said it to Michelle on Full yeah. House. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. weird. And then she was like, "How rude!" It's, <laughs> and she said, "Got it, dude." Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Jimmy, I wanted to bring up a little something here. Uh, so okay. we're, we're uh, next week will be our last episode of the season. Season yes. seven will come to a close. Not the last episode ever. Just the God last no. episode of the season. Of the season. Yeah. Yes. yeah God, no. God. So what for those new here might not know, but after we finish the season, we take about a month off yep. and then we come back fresh and clean and ready to rock and roll for another full season of brand new episodes and exciting stuff and things. Hell to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just a, your, your save the date, if you will. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a wild and crazy season. Um, you know, tech had, um, you know, was sporting, was sporting wood in his kitchen. Um, so that was interesting. Um, we did have to take a little bit of time off, but that was, you know, 
literally because Tech had a, a tree fall in his house. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's mm-hmm. that was unavoidable, but that's okay. It'll be a memorable yeah. season for sure. And this is the same amount of episodes we would have had if that hadn't happened. Yeah. So, we weren't going by time frame. We were going by episodes. So Yeah. yeah. So, just in case anybody's like, but wait, guys, you already took time off. Right. But we still did the, the <laughs> amount, amount of episodes we were going to do. So, mm-hmm. yep. Indeed. So it has been a, a long season, it seems like, just because of all the garbage that you and I both went through yeah, yeah. during the season. Nothing to do with the show. Sorry. No, no, no not personal lives. Not personal yeah. lives. No. The show is great. Um, and all the listeners are awesome. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm kind of looking forward to the hiatus just because I have a lot to do and catch up on. But, you know, just like always, every time we take a break after like a weekend, we're like, are you ready to record it? Because I sure am. <laughs> just for the record, for everybody, I always hate taking a hiatus. So you just heard from Tack himself that he <laughs> can't wait for it. So in case you're wondering which one is your favorite, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's no. It, no, it is the same way with me. Like, you know, the first, you know, because we record on Fridays and then we do the synopsis, you know, I, I like to split it up every day of the week, you know. And so the first week that it's your synopsis, like you come home from work and you're like, I don't have to work on the synopsis. This is weird. And then Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, my wife will always be like, so wait, you're not recording tonight? Well, no, we're on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a really strange feeling because you feel like yeah. you're, you're missing, like you're skipping school or something. So, yeah. But then usually towards the end of it, me and Tech both will have a conversation where we're like, I kind of miss recording. I'm, I'm kind of ready to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like maybe we can record a week early. I mean, not put it out early, but just yeah. record a week early. Yeah, we'll you do know, it kinda, you know. <laughs> that usually happens. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, but we'll, sti- we'll still be active on Facebook and Facebook, um, the website oh, and stuff like sure, that. So. Yeah. So you can contact us there. We're real people. If you see us on the on the the page or whatever on the on the group, feel free to interact with us. We're we're real people. Like we'll we'll respond yeah. to your comments and stuff. We put our pants on backwards, one leg at a time, just like everybody else. You you do. You know, like, I I like to to climb on the bed and jump off the bed and then try to get mm-hmm. my pa- both legs through the pants before my feet hit the ground. Yeah. And you like set them up like to where they're like, and you can just jump into them. No, no, I have them in my hand. So I jump up oh. in the air and I do like a cannonball position. And then I try mm-hmm. to straighten my legs out through uh, my pants so that when I hit the mm-hmm. ground, my pants are on. Yeah. 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 I mean, the worst part about being on vacation, well, hiatus or mm-hmm. vacation, however you want to look at it, is that it's your chance to finally get out and about and kind of do things, you know, but then. You're constantly bombarded by fans coming up to you. It's just like, oh my God, yes. I'm a podcaster. That's it, people. You know? Yeah. People are yeah. always like, oh, you're attacked from a very Brady podcast. And and then I'm trying to eat with my son. People, come on, you know? Yeah. And that's just when you go to family reunions. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened to me one time. <laughs> I, I thought maybe, like I was walking around Lowe's one time. And I had on one of the, the very Brady podcast shirts mm-hmm. and I happened to walk around a corner and this lady and her husband were walking and she looks at me and it looks down at my shirt. And then she had this look on her face like, oh, 
like that. And then I see her like nudge her husband and she kind of points <laughs> and gestures at my shirt. And I, I was thinking like, did, does she know the show or whatever? Or is she just, she might've just been a Brady Munch fan and she recognized the Tiki, but I just thought mm-hmm. that was kind of neat. Like it would have been cool if she had been like, Hey, I listen to that podcast. We're big fans. Cause I was just going to be like <laughs> me too. And just kept walking. I wasn't going to say who I was, but I just wasn't just funny. Walk over like, I know, I know. And they start writing a piece of paper. What's your name? Fine. I'll and just pull out a Sharpie that I happen to have. What do you want me to sign? Start signing her boob and like didn't even say anything. Else. Like, <laughs> her husband's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I know, um, I'll get to you next. Jeez. <laughs> you ever hear a lady's first dick? <laughs> That's one. Oh yeah. my god, no. We're yeah, we don't. <laughs> That's not a thing that ever happens to us. <laughs> no, no. Back when I used to do theater, I would have these kids come up and ask for my autograph after shows. It was kind of neat. <laughs> they would bring That's up funny. their program. Can you sign my program? Sure. It's kind of neat. That's when you look at the back of it and look what company made it. Like, sorry, I don't sign that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. sign anything from John's printing on uh, in West Melbourne. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But anyway, um, we do have the hiatus coming up, and it'll be about a month tomorrow or tomorrow. Wow. Next week we will give you the exact date that we're going to return. And, yes. Uh, once we figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to come back with that episode of Day by Day, right? The Brady Bunch. Sure. Episode. That's what you want to do. Yeah. I would love to do that. Episode. It's better, better yeah. pray that the randomizer picks it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like like we don't actually use a randomizer. We do, hundred percent. It is randomly picked. <laughs> the only thing that wasn't randomly picked was this movie because we yes, planned it. Yes. So, um, but no, other we, than that, the rest we one hundred percent. This is all random. Like one hundred percent. This is random because what you don't hear are the times where <laughs> me and Tack will pick something. Okay, it's. Say by the bell. Okay, what season? Season two. Okay, which one? Okay, it's blah 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 part part two. Like, damn it! So we gotta go back <laughs> through the process all over again. So, yeah, those are the things you don't hear. Yeah, we had the issue with uh, we were gonna do head of the class one week, and the yeah. randomizer picked head of the class, and we're yep. like, all right, which? And you're like, oh, it's fucking part time. And then it tried picking another head of the class up, and there was another one that was. And we're like, oh my god, yeah. stop <laughs> doing sequels! <laughs> Holy shit! Or part twos or whatever. Some. Well, because every season ahead of the class, they always did a musical or a play of some kind. It right, was right. always in two or three parts or whatever. And uh, I kept picking those and Jimmy got all mad. It was like, yeah. just fuck out of the class. Just pick another show. Yeah. I was like, all right. Head of the class, they did uh, Hair. That was their musical they did. Yeah, they, well, they did Hair one year. They did Grease another year. They did Little Shop of Horrors mm. the, another year. Um, yeah, Grease is fun. Nobody ever does that show. Grease is the word. When you do theater, there's certain shows that they refer to as whoring yourself out. It's just, you know, the South Pacifics and the, you know, the Greases, you know, that kind of thing. Did you hear they're doing the sound of music? Well, that's weird. Nobody does the sound of music. So that's right up there with a high school doing Midsummer Night's Dream. That's strange. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. All right. Well, when we left off, Mike finally sold the design and the house might be saved after all. Marsha's nose is all better now and things are looking up. 
Aww. Greg got shot down by yet another girl at the school dance. Aww. And Jan is still being overshadowed by Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Take it away. Okay. Scene 10. Later, back at the house, Carol sits on Mike's lap. (laughs) Carol sits on Mike's lap in one of the living room chairs. She whispers sweet nothings into his ear. Nothing, 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 nothing. Mike responds, "Uh uh-huh. You would. (laughs) I see. Uh Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Mike then turns and kisses his bride as they as they're making out and clearly passing third base, you know, because his hand was on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. All the kids come down the stairs. Greg cock blocks his dad and says, Mom, Dad. They immediately stop the makeout session as the kids all take a seat on the couch in front of them with sad faces. To be clear, mm-hmm. the kids mm-hmm. had sad faces, not the couch. <laughs> yeah, no. that's, I didn't think of that. That's a good yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's people, the people at home going, "That what? This is a cartoon all of a sudden? Their couches have faces?" <laughs> no. Relax, people. Mike asks, "Hey, why the gloom?" Greg says, "Oh, we just had a kid meeting, and we decided that, <laughs> and we decided that we don't mind if we have to move." Mike says, oh, good. God, thank God. (laughs) I'm so glad I got your approval. I mean, that is what's been holding all this up. Honey, aren't you glad the kids who don't work, do nothing around the house and have literally have a maid for crying out loud, gave me the only bitch in that the only person that works in this bitch permission to move. No, I didn't say that. That's what he should have said, though. That would have been funny. It's all internal, right? Exactly. Yeah, it was all internal. Marsha adds, <laughs> we tried to raise money for the tax bill ourselves, but there are only two days left, and all we could come up with was $110. Mm-hmm. Mike and Carol have a look of shock on their faces. Mike asks, what? How did you know about the house and the tax bill? All the kids look down the line at Cindy. Cindy covers her mouth and says, oops. Mike looks at the youngest one in curls and says, Cindy, do I have to remind you that when you tattle on somebody, you're not just telling on them. You're telling on yourself. The rest of the kids all join in as they all say and telling them that you're tattletale. Yeah, we know. Carol speaks up and says, kids, you have nothing to worry about. Today, your father sold a design. Now he can get that $20,000 advance. The kids. $20,000. Sounds much more. (laughs) The kids all cheer. Mike says, I appreciate what you tried to do. And from now on, no more secrets. The kids all smile and nod. Mike goes on. The important thing is we still have our home. So let's celebrate. Put on your Sunday best, kids. We're going to Sears. The kids all cheer with excitement. <laughs> did you did you notice how uncomfortable Mike and Carol were, like sharing that one chair, <laughs> that little chair? <clears throat> like they were they were suddenly like fighting over space, and it was funny, but but it could have been like much bigger joke. I thought because it was right, just right. like it was very subtle and it just I don't know, it wasn't big enough. <laughs> 
would have been funny if one of them was like, hold on, Greg, can you go sit in your chair, please? Like, it's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, it's funny. He made that. He made that sound you make anytime I, I mention a girl. It's funny. Um, what was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, about that? Yeah. yeah. What the hell was Marsha wearing? I don't know. I didn't notice. It was like, like every color, like they could think of was a different portion of that shirt. Like, like <laughs> the main part of the shirt was one color. And then like the pocket was one color and the left sleeve was one color. The right sleeve was a different color. The collar was a different color. It's like, my God, is that all just scraps left over? Like what the hell? <laughs> it was made by a committee. And they're, they're <laughs> celebrating by going to Sears and not square dancing. That's kind of strange. <laughs> well, I think that comes later. Oh, oh okay. Scene 11. Yeah. We are now treated to a montage of the Brady brood enjoying their time at a magical place, Jimmy. The happiest place on earth, you might say. Used to be. Hmm. Sears. As the family rides down an escalator, (laughs) the Brady pop hit, Sunshine Day, begins to play as all the kids dance about. As they all dance in the line through Sears, other shoppers just look at them as if they're crazy. Hmm. Just they've never seen happiness before. <laughs> Finally, Cindy, who's leading the dance line, stops and says, Hey, everybody, look at Alice. They all run over to see what Alice has gotten herself into. <laughs> Alice. When they arrived, Alice, she's seated in a black leather recliner that has massaging features. Oh, dang. As she sits and vibrates about, she quips, And I thought Sam had magic fingers. <laughs> the family all just laugh. Mike says, Oh, Alice. <laughs> just then, Marcia spots something amazing and runs over. She calls back, Hey, everybody, look. Mike says, Come on, gang, let's have a look. And they all run over to her. <laughs> Marcia has found the TV and video camera section. Marcia admires herself on TV and says, I'm on TV. She adjusts her hair with a big grin. All the other family members join in on the fun and find their own TVs and video cameras and admire themselves, too. Mm. Just then, we get to Mr. Dittmeyer, who's wearing a neck brace for some reason and carrying a new toilet. Because he got shot. He got electrocuted. Okay. As he struggles to walk around, a woman chopper exclaims, Oh my God, Tori Spelling is here and autographing her new perfume. Suddenly, okay. other women shoppers get excited and run right over Mr. Dittmeyer to get to Tori Spelling. Mm, okay. As Mr. Dittmeyer gets away from the screaming fans, he is pushed up against the TVs. Mm. He turns around and sees a stack of nine TVs in the shape of the Brady Bunch opening credits mm. with all the faces of the Bradys in them as they dance and look into the camera. Mr. Dittmeyer steps back and sees the Brady's on the TVs and just drops the toilet on his foot. He Aww. screams in pain as it lands. That sucks. Not really. Greg has a new guitar. That's kind of cool. I didn't see what kind it was, did you? It looked like an Ibanez, which... They never sold I they never, never blah, blah. they never sold Ibanez at Sears. But whatever. Um <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> wow, technology. That's mm. um <laughs> it was a nice touch with the TVs though, but the make it look like the That was a pretty you know, clever joke for sure. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been yeah. really funnier, I thought, because, you know, you had the nine TVs there and you had all the kids and, and everybody in their spot that they're supposed to be in for the mm-hmm. opening credits. I thought it would have been funny if, like, Alice couldn't get her camera to work and then she popped up at the end, you know, like it does yeah, in the yeah, opening yeah. credits. She arrives yeah. late. I thought that would have been funny to have her pop in the last second. I think the joke would have worked better if they hadn't have done the credits at the beginning of the movie. Because if they hadn't have done the credits mm. at the beginning of the movie, people would have been like, what in the world? And then you could even play the music behind it when it comes up on the screen. Like, I don't know. Hmm. I think it would have worked better that way. That's okay. Scene 12. The next morning at the Dittmeyer's house. Larry... <laughs> Larry goes to the mail and reads Bill Brady, occupant Bill Brady. Larry stops and reads the red writing on the outside of the envelope that reads joint consolidated tax bill final notice. He thinks to himself, "Mm, fuck it, and commits a federal (laughs) crime by opening the Brady's mail. He opens Mm -hmm. the letter and reads, dear Mr. Brady, due to your failure to pay, Larry smiles and goes on. Your house will be auctioned. 2 p.m. tomorrow. It's amazing mm. that they knew what day he would get that letter. It's amazing. <laughs> Larry well, begins- he didn't actually. He sees the date, looks at his watch, and goes, tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just didn't feel like writing all that in. <laughs> Larry begins to laugh and reads, $20,000. Oh, God, that's a lot. Yeah. He laughs maniacally to himself. He then calls for his wife, who has leaned over the kitchen table, nursing a hangover uh, again. Mm-hmm. Larry says, Dina, Dina. Dina lifts her head as Larry says, this is the greatest day of our lives. Mm-hmm. Dina asks, did the kids run away? Mm-hmm. Larry says, no, we're going to be rich. We're going to be filthy, stinking, disgustingly rich. He grabs mm-hmm. his wife and spins her around in a dance. Dina says, Larry. Larry says, yeah. Dina says, give me my ice mask. Larry pushes her into the chair and says, forget your ice mask. We're going to be so rich, you can hire an Eskimo to sit on your face. <laughs> Larry then walks off, leaving Dina to think about it. And she smiles. <laughs> Hell yeah. She's like, Dina's a little whore. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, if that was me and I saw that letter, I would have assumed that the Brady's knew about that and probably right. took care of it, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hmm. The letter says tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's my other. <laughs> The letter letter says tomorrow. Like what? No, seriously. What what day are they going to get this? I don't know. Probably Tuesday. Okay. Then the auctions went. Okay. I'm just going to put tomorrow. They'll they'll know what I mean. They'll get it Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Scene 13. Back at the Brady's. Mike is in the living room putting his balls in cups. I'm sorry. He's putting his Mm. balls in cups. I read that wrong. They're, They're spelled the same. So just then a knock on the door. Mike calls out, it's open. Mr. Dittmeyer steps inside and says, "Uh, of course it is. (laughs) And then he chuckles. As Larry steps inside the living room, he says, morning. Mike says, morning, Larry. If you're here about the offer, the answer is still no. Mike then lines up another shot for the cup. He says, I still haven't changed my mind. Mike then puts the ball, but just as it's about to sink into the cup, Larry stops it with his foot and says, No need for that. I know you won't be selling this house. Because after the auction tomorrow, come two o'clock, I'll own it. Oh, damn. Larry then smiles at Mike. Mike says, well, I don't think there'll be any auction. Larry, with some confusion, asks, what? 
Mike goes on, well, luckily I just sold one of my designs, so it looks like the Bradys are here to stay. Larry then awkwardly smiles and asks, so which firm was lucky enough to snag one of your designs, Mike? Hmm. 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 Mike really can't see what this dude's up to. Come on. <laughs> really? Mike ain't that naive. Come on then. I was waiting for him to just twiddle his mustache. I mean, he didn't right, have yeah. one, but if he did, he should have. And rub his hand together like, like an old time mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that one. <laughs> Scene 14. We now cut to Larry Dittmeyer meeting with Mike's client, Mr. Watanabe, who had just bought Mike's design. As Mr. Dittmeyer walks with Mr. Watanabe, he says, and of course, if you need a property for one of your health clubs, I'm your man. Mr. Mm. Dittmeyer then hands him a business card. Mr. Watanabe says, thank you. As Larry and the client walk around, Larry sees the design on a table and asks, well, well, what is this? A center for ants. Mr. Watanabe says, this is one of our new gyms that we are constructing. We are negotiating to buy the design right now. Larry says, really? Who's your architect? Mr. Watanabe says, a very talented fellow by the name of Brady. Larry Mm. says, I guess you won't be breaking ground until after he dries out. (laughs) Mr. Watanabe asks, dries out? Larry says, oh, I really shouldn't say anything. This guy's been through a lot lately. What with the charges filed against him, you know. (laughs) Mr. Watanabe asks, charges? Larry goes on, criminal negligence. A building he designed completely collapsed. Old folks home, Christmas day. Mr. Watanabe's eyes widen. Larry goes on. All those cute little visiting grandchildren. (laughs) Some with puppies. Larry then looks at the group and somberly (laughs) says, let's take a moment to honor their memory. They all bow their heads in memoriam. (laughs) That's so messed up, but hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, boy, they really laid on the thickness and wanted to make sure everyone knew that Mr. Watanabe was Asian. Yeah. Like, they even had like the, the gong as soon as they show him. And they even had a chef come out and bring sushi. Like, it was like <laughs> what more can we, what else can we add here just so we know that he's Asian? Like, yeah. what else? It's probably somebody didn't come out and try to do karate or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was the nineties? They were very proud of the fact that they cast an Asian person, so <laughs> they wanted them. See, guys, we know culture. See this? We're not being insensitive. Um, I'm confused. What was that dude Asian? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, I swear this is the plot for Happy Gilmore. Like. <laughs> Like <laughs> grandma's gonna lose the house and then some asshole comes in and tries to buy it out from underneath it. You know what I mean? I swear this is the same yeah. thing. Um only yeah. with real estate and you know and like houses and stuff instead of golf. I'm surprised <laughs> at the end of the movie he's like, Yeah, well I'll challenge you to fucking selling houses or whatever. Like, I don't know. Um <laughs> scene fifteen. Meanwhile, in celebration, the Brady's, of course, are in their living room. Square dancing. Oh, okay. They did bring it back. Mm. Yeah. We hear yeehaw as the family all square dance around and promenade in a circle round and round. Mm, okay. Just then the phone rings. Mike hollers out, I'll get it. Mike walks over to the phone and says, Brady residence. <laughs> all of these bits. 
<laughs> I love that he did it too when Kara was whispering sweet nothings. <laughs> that was so funny. Okay, here he goes. Mike on the phone. You did. I see. When? Uh-huh. Oh, they did. Meanwhile, Carol has run over and tries to decipher what's going on in the conversation. Mike goes on, why not? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah? Right. Carol <laughs> smiles and frowns as she continues to try to catch the tone of the call. Mike continues, well, bye. Mike hangs up and says, bad news, I'm afraid. Carol asks, oh, Mike, what? Mike says, the Flex Factory pulled out of the project this morning. They're not going with my design. Carol says, oh, Mike, why? <laughs> Mike says, well, they wouldn't say. I guess this means it's over. Mike then takes a deep breath and says, unless a miracle happens by 2 o'clock tomorrow, the county is going to auction our house. Carol says, Oh, Mike, how? <laughs> Mike just looks at his wife. <laughs> See, they could have let that go on so much longer. If he's like, unless we get the money soon. Oh, Mike, when? Like, well, by tomorrow. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to auction off the house. <laughs> oh, Mike, where? Like, like here. Like, what? why do you keep asking questions? <laughs> um, yeah, but I spoke up too soon about the square dancing. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. Phone bid never gets old. It never no, gets it old. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's the way Gary Cole does. He's just mm -hmm. so good at it. <laughs> yeah. Scene 16. It's family meeting time. Mike Ooh. and Carol gather the kids on the couch to have a rap session. Mike starts beatboxing. He sits in a chair backwards and everything there turns he his head him. around. Yeah. <laughs> Mike says, kids, I'm afraid the money we're counting on is no longer a possibility. As the mm. kids listen intently, Mike goes on. But I want you to remember that no matter where we go or whatever house we're in, we'll be fine as long as we're together. So I don't want to see any more frowns. We're Brady's. And as a wise man once said, wherever you go, there you are. Hmm. The family all smile and nod in agreement. Greg says, I never thought of it that way, Dad. <laughs> I believe Austin Powers said that. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, he's lived in that house since the 60s and it ain't paid off yet. How well, freaking long of a mortgage taxes. Get? Still yeah. to pay taxes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, that's we had talked about at the beginning. That's that's not a quote. That's a book. Well, I mean, it's a quote still. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. But I mean, he said a wise person. Well, I don't think that was a person. Oh, but you had said you thought it was Confucius, but... I know for I sure. It so that's up, a, I Googled it and it says Confucius. Oh, does it? Okay. Said it. Yeah. And then it said it was like a Buddhist thing oh, okay. or something. I don't know. Scene 17. Uh-huh. This is a really weird shot. We see a U-Haul truck pull into the Brady's driveway during the day. Right. And then immediately cuts to night. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was, so, it was weird. It's like, well, like there's a couple of things in this movie that I, that I question. Because one is, what was the purpose of showing the U-Haul truck pulling it. They had to set up that shot yeah. and they had to get the U-Haul truck on set. They had <laughs> right. to get somebody to drive it. They had to block off the street. What was the purpose that, what did it add to the storyline? Nothing. I mean, it's, I mean, in the background of the next scene, you see U-Haul boxes everywhere. Right. 
Well, it's like so, I mean, when you still got product placement in there. When Charlie drives Marsha home from the dance, they do an yeah. establishing shot to show that he drove his dad's work vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> To the dance. I couldn't even read what it said on the side. But what was the, like, it didn't add anything. Like, why would you go through the trouble of getting a special vehicle? I know. I thought it was a joke, you know, right. because I was trying to read, like, what the company yeah. was, but I, you couldn't even read it. And I was no. like, but it looked like it was definitely, it was a novelty vehicle that was supposed to be funny somehow because it had, yeah. like, a rotating something on top of it. Yeah. You know, it was like, and once again, they're spending money where they don't need to spend money. How about some stunt people? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we could have lost, lost an American treasure, Jimmy. Who's that? What do you mean, who's that? Michael McKean. Oh, 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 yeah. <sighs> <laughs> he might be Canadian, though. I don't know. Maybe not. They wouldn't have done <laughs> Clue, because that's a good movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, I thought the random shot of the U-Haul pulling in the driveway was really weird and yeah, right. out of place. Because then, it, like, immediately turns to night right afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. U-Haul's magic. <laughs> anyway, it's nighttime and all the Brady kids have set up sleeping bags in the living room. Bobby says, boy, this is crummy. Oh. Greg says, watch your fucking mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Greg sighs and says, yeah, there must be some way out of this mess. Everybody think. All the kids think of some way to raise the $20,000. Hmm. Just then, Marsha smiles and says, hey, I've got it. We can enter that Search for the Stars contest. First prize is exactly $20,000. Hey, yeah. Greg says, hey, that's a nifty idea, Marsha. Peter says, great idea, Marsha. Marsha smiles as Cindy says, good idea, Marsha. Marsha, you're a genius and pretty. <laughs> say something like that. John, Jan's jaw drops as she asks, am I invisible? Do I not have a voice? <laughs> Everyone just looks at Jan. Jan says, I had that idea two days ago. You know, like a liar. Marsha says, stop being so selfish, Jan. <laughs> Peter adds, come on, Jan. Cindy says, oh, Jan. Greg says, Jan. And then Cousin Oliver goes, you're such a disease. No, that's, that's another movie. <laughs> Marsha then says, come on, you guys. We've got a big day ahead of us. We better get some rest if we're going to be a fresh young musical group. Mm-hmm. The kids all lay down on their sacks as Jan just sits there in amazement. Jan says, it was my idea. Mine. You know, like a liar. Didn't anybody hear me? <laughs> Jan sits up and stares off into space as she hears the voices in her head. Uh-oh. The voice says, I heard you. Me too. But it sounded better coming from Marsha. Oh, damn. The voices begin to giggle. Jan jumps up, throws a pillow, and runs up the stairs. And everybody's like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take it U-Haul was a sponsor. It's just I know that's a that's a long shot. I'm just I have a weird <laughs> feeling. You know, I'm, I have a sixth sense about these things. Um, so wh- why? I mean, spoiler alert: Mike and Carol are sleeping in their room on their bed. What the hell? Like what? <laughs> it's not on their bed. What do you mean? They have, They're not on they their bed. No. Oh, <laughs> I thought the they floor. were. Oh, I thought they were just laying in their bed like normal. I'm like, really? Really? You're going to pack up? I mean, you can't even leave the kids' mattresses out and you're sleeping on your freaking bed. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Scene 18. A few moments later, Sam and Alice return from a date. Sam steps out of his meat van and opens the door for Alice. 
Alice steps mm-hmm. out and says, Sam, that was the juiciest meat cutters ball I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I'm cooked. <laughs> I didn't even know meat cutters had balls. <laughs> Sam says, Alice, I want you to stick out your hand and close your eyes. I got a surprise for you. <laughs> Alice, who's been on this road once or twice before, says, unless it fits on my finger, I've got to hit the sack. And then she like hits him in the balls. Like, <laughs> hit the sack. And then she punches him. Um, <laughs> no. Sam says, it better fit or I'm going to have to take it back. <laughs> Sam then smiles really big. Alice closes her eyes and sticks out her hand in excitement. She says, <laughs> Sam, I thought this day would never come. <laughs> Sam then places a bowling ball on Alice's hand. She opens her eyes and just, you know, stares at it. <laughs> Sam says, when I saw it, I thought it was right up your alley. <laughs> Alice quips, I'm bowled over. <laughs> Sam just laughs and gives her a hug. Oh, third base. Was this a scene from the, from an episode? I think so. Yeah, remember she got all pissed like off at him. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know she got pissed at him for bowling, but that was for something else. I feel like this was a scene from an episode. I know our listeners well, are probably I, screaming at I us right now, that, like "Yes, you idiot!" or "No, you morons!" You know? Yeah, like didn't Alice think that she was going to be proposed to, and it yeah, was a yeah, freaking yeah. bowling ball? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. Friggin' Ebonite Galaxy. Sorry, I'm not a nerd about it. Um, uh, man, he's one goofy-ass guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't even think he's trying to be goofy. I think that's just the actor. He's just saying his lines, and he comes off as that fucking goofy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my mom had a bowling ball very similar to that. Hmm. That's the same kind of bowling ball you see as the the house balls in bowling, in bowling centers. So, oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Scene 19. Meanwhile, upstairs in the master bedroom, Mike and Carol sit on the floor with blankets with packed boxes all around them. Like a fort. (laughs) As Carol does, get this, Jimmy, needlepoint. No way. (laughs) Way. Mike says, I always thought our grandchildren would come visit us in this house. You know, like in A Very Pretty Christmas. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know what he means. (laughs) Carol says, oh, Mike. Mike goes on, you know, this is going to be our last night in this bedroom. Oh, damn. Mm. Oh, shit. Mike then takes the needlepoint from Carol. Hell, yeah. Carol says, my grandpa Brady. Oh, damn. She then lifts the blanket and then starts to go under. Hell yeah. But then Mike goes under too. And the camera just tilts up as they get busy. Hell yeah. I want to kiss you all over. No. (laughs) (laughs) I know when I'm faced with, you know, losing my house, you know, when I have six kids to think about, I get stiff as a board. First thing I think of. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I can relate, Mike. I'm sure, mm-hmm. every homeless person out there is just like, you know, rock hard. Um, <laughs> scene twenty. Next, we see Jan sneaking down the stairs, wearing the big afro wig, carrying mm-hmm. a suitcase. Now, just to clarify, 
Jan <laughs> is carrying the suitcase, not the big Afro wig. Because <laughs> okay. that would just I be silly you, and nonsensical. I thought you were going to say she was wearing the Afro wig, not the suitcase. Oh, that too. That's, that's a good point too. Okay. <laughs> Alice sneaks out of her room wearing a black corset. Oh, damn. Mm. Wait, her, her room is in the kitchen. No, she was in that... She came out of that hallway that's under right, the stairs. But in real life, like her room is in the kitchen. Her room is not in the kitchen. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's you go like like you're going to the laundry room back in the kitchen, back around that corner. That's where her bedroom is. It's not no, under the could, stairs. No, it's not under the stairs. That doorway leads to the hallway, which if you go through that doorway to the right is Alice's room. And then down further or to the left is the laundry room. Or you can go through that doorway and left, which goes into the kitchen. But the kitchen is clear on the other side of the house. You have to cross the living room to get to the kitchen. No. I mean, no. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If I'm in the Brady house and I'm standing in the kitchen, right? And I'm going to walk up the stairs. I have to go out of the kitchen, through the dining room, and into the living room to walk up the stairs. Or you can go the other way. Which is that doorway in the kitchen, which goes into the hallway where Alice's room is and the laundry room. (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me. You've seen the the show more, right? Yeah. But they didn't give a layout like that, I don't think. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I can't believe you're confused by this. And yeah, all I'm totally confused right by it. I always <laughs> thought, I guess I thought that that back was just like the outside of the house. Like that was the wall. You know what doorway we're talking about under the stairs? Yeah. There's like that doorway. There's not an actual door there. It's just a doorway. Well, I think on the original series, that was just a hallway. I don't think it was a door, but they never used it on the series. Yeah. Well, they used the, you know, the other entrance that's in the kitchen. Right. It's back up against where all the cabinets are to the right. 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 So if you go in there, that's a hallway, which right across the hall is where Alice's room is. That's where the laundry room is. So where the service porch is. That must be a long ass hallway. That, that, that stretches like, the entire length of the house. <laughs> well, if you want to compare it to the, I mean, you can't compare the exterior to the interior because it doesn't matter. Right, right. I mean, it does now in real life, but, um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a small hallway that has Alice's room to the right. I think the laundry room's on the left. And then the, at the end of it, I think, is the service porch. Okay. So the laundry room goes into the living room? No. Well, if you if you go underneath the stairs through that it's doorway. It's away. That hallway goes away from the living room. Then how does it link back with the kitchen? <laughs> at some point, it's got to wrap around and join the kitchen if, if what you're saying is true. No. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> are you messing with me right no. now? No. Okay. If you, let's say you're looking like, let's say you looking at the screen right now, right? Is you looking at the set, right? Wait, so wait, if, what, what? Okay, if you, at the screen. if you imagine yourself looking at the set, right? From where? From the audience. Like you're. <laughs> no, I'm at what room? Okay. From the, the front door. It doesn't, it doesn't really oh, okay. matter. But um, the kitchen is on the left. Right, well, you have to go. The front door, it's in front of me. No, because when you're in front, right in front of you is the living room, right? Slightly beyond that to your left is the dining room, and then there's a door just past the dining room going into the kitchen. 
because there's been shots in the Brady Bunch where from the kitchen they can see the stairs. So if the if the kitchen was behind the stairs, they wouldn't have been able to see the staircase. <laughs> what? Yeah. How can you see the stairs from the kitchen? We've seen it before on the show. They've shown that shot before. Well, maybe from that where the cameras are pushed way back. Yeah. Because you could, if you're standing at the kitchen table, that round table, and it's in the kitchen, right? And you look, turn like we're the camera audience, the fourth mm-hmm. wall, and we turn and look to our right, you can see all the way down to the front door. Okay. Right. And then you have the brick wall. No, you can't see the front brick. door from the table. You can't see the front door. Yeah, you can see it, it goes straight through all the way through. You can There's see the staircase. There's even shots like that from the front door. You can see all the way into the kitchen to that table. Okay. Well, even if you can't, like that's, you're, you're seeing the profile of it. Well, like you're not, you're not looking directly at the stair, at the front door. You're looking at it from an angle because the kitchen is off to the left-hand side. Yeah. See, what I had thought was, I had thought that when you're at the front door, that the kitchen came off of the left-hand side of the set. And then somehow Alice appeared on the right-hand side of the set. So it's like, well, how is that? Pop? But what you're saying is that the kitchen's not on the left side of the set. The kitchen is behind the stairs. Yeah, it's on, okay. it's on the other side of the wall. Okay. See, I was thinking the front door was uh, on the wall just adjacent to the um, the dining room, which would mean that when you're looking from the front door, that the kitchen is actually to the left, not directly in front. Hmm. No, anyways, <clears throat> doesn't matter. All right. We wasted enough time. <laughs> the listeners have something to chew on now. So. Exactly. <laughs> Alice sneaks out of her room wearing a black corset complete with tassels on her nipples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She spots Jan, but then runs back into her room undetected. Mm-hmm. As Jan stops where her sleeping bag is, she packs a couple more items. Cindy then wakes up and asks, Jan, where are you going? Jan says, Someplace I can be appreciated. Go ahead and snitch if you want. Just give me a head start. Mm-hmm. Cindy says, I wouldn't snitch. You know, like a liar. <laughs> exactly. But how will we thing without you? Jan says, Why don't you ask Marsha? <laughs> thing. <laughs> thing? Yeah, thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Mm, okay. Do the thing with Marsha then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you ask Marsha? Maybe she has another brilliant idea. Ooh, shit. Jan then grabs her suitcase and runs out the door. And how does she run out? Like a motherfucking boss? Bitches only turn up with their friends. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, bitch. Cindy just looks sad. <laughs> Damn, Alice showing some skin. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. That's like the episode where she's in a French maid outfit and everybody's just like, (laughs) wait, what? That's Alice? Um, (laughs) (laughs) What was the point of Alice sneaking around? She's an adult. She's not on the clock. She's wearing a corset with with nipple tassels and shit. And like you don't ever wear that. So, yeah. but that is a good point, though. Why? I mean, everybody in this freaking house owns a robe. We all know that. Why didn't she just put a? <laughs> you know, she has one. Why didn't she just put a robe on? Nobody would have thought anything of it. I don't even know where she was going. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why was she coming out of there anyway? Yeah, like if she uh, if she goes to the kitchen, she can go down the magical hallway apparently and go to the kitchen. So, <laughs> <laughs> seeing as one do all. 
Cindy then runs upstairs and into Mike and Carol's room. Oh. She excitedly says, Mom, Dad. But Mike and Carol were getting busy. Oh, shit. So Mike quickly gets off of Carol and grabs a needlepoint as Carol grabs the book <laughs> and then funny. quickly switches it. Carol asks, what is it, Cindy? Cindy says, if you know something, but you don't want to be a tattle, but it's very important that you tell someone. Mike says, Cindy, let's talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to like hide something like around his waist area. I don't know Cindy's like, but was. dad, he's like, no, seriously, we really, really need to talk about this tomorrow. Like just at least in 10 minutes. Well, can you give me a big hug and a kiss? <laughs> no, 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 not right now. No. <laughs> Cindy exclaims, but Jane could be dead by then. <laughs> Mike and Carol then sit up as Carol asks, what? Cindy then covers her mouth as she says, oops. Mm. Mm. Cindy didn't notice that they were in the bed backwards. <laughs> I know they were on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. That's not normal. No. Nope. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Scene 22. Now in the kitchen, Mike says, why would Jan run away like this? Maybe we were thinking too much about our problems and not enough about the kids. The other mm. kids are all sitting at the kitchen table listening as Carol turns and asks, did anyone say anything that would make Jan run away? Marsha says, nothing more than we usually say to her. And all the kid, <laughs> all the other kids say, yeah. Carol then They're says. wearing their robes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carol then says, I'll get Alice. As Carol walks to go to Alice's bedroom, Sam walks out in a robe and a lit cigar. <laughs> Surprised to see the whole family up, he stops and says, oh, hi, folks. <laughs> As Sam walks into the fridge to get something, Mike asks, Sam, what are you doing here? Sam says, oh, I was just delivering some uh, meat. <laughs> <laughs> he then smiles, some sausage, <laughs> some prime <laughs> rib. <clears throat> Mike says, well, it's a good thing you're here. Jan ran away and we need you and Alice to help find her. We'll circle the block. You check the school. Mike looks at his family and says, come on, gang, let's go. And then they start like snapping their fingers. Um, <laughs> all the kids jump up to help find Jan. They all exit the house and they all pile in the station wagon. Hmm. <clears throat> Did you see the look on Carol's face when Sam... Made the delivering meat joke. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is the second time we've seen Carol do something like this. Mm -hmm. So, the other time was when Cindy came in and said, Mrs. Dittmeyer said she's going to, like, wrap your package for you or right, whatever. Right. And Carol had a look in her face like, huh, how is Mrs. Dittmeyer these days, you know? And so, I think that Carol is not as naive as Mike and the kids are. No. No, she's not. Like, I think... Yeah. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, in the sequel, we find out how, what kind of person her ex-husband was. <laughs> and Really? Yeah. Oh, you've never seen a sequel? Well, I think I saw it one time, okay. but I remember nothing about it. So, when you realize what kind of person her ex-husband is, it's no surprise that Carol's not as naive as the rest of the family. So, <laughs> yeah. And also, like... <laughs> Mike's plan is to circle the block or check the school. Like that's the only two places she's going to be because <laughs> you know, she's not allowed to cross the street. Yeah. So she'll be around the block. That's it. I'm going to study. Like, okay. 
<laughs> or she'll be at school. <laughs> yeah. That's the only two places. <laughs> um, excuse me. So Carol and Sam have like 100% been together. Like, right. Oh shit. Okay. Like the look on her face where he's like, I'm delivering me. And she's like, "Mm, I remember that. Like that's, that was a look on her face. She's just like, (laughs) Oh yeah. I remember. Mm." Um, (laughs) does it really take eight people to circle the block? (laughs) Like that can spread people out a little bit more than that. Like you guys stay here in case she comes home. You know, you two go in the backyard and wait back there. You two sit in the front yard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, Jimmy, it's in case they want to circle the block more than once. That's true. That's like when you buy a copy of a book in case you want to read it twice. That kind of thing. (laughs) Well, that's where we leave it. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. You're going to leave on a cliffhanger. That was a good one. Hmm? (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's hard to tell because what's going to happen to Jan and what's going to happen to the Brady home? Mm, Got to wait till next week. Got to come back. Yeah. Or they can just watch the movie, and then they'll yeah, that's know. True. That's true. Which is their assignment anyway. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hmm. Anyway, so, Jimmy, I have a review to read. Oh, damn. Is it for our mm-hmm. podcast or somebody else's? It's somebody else's, but okay. I'll just pretend it's ours. All right, that works. <laughs> no, it's for ours. Okay. So this one is a five-star review. Oh, Dan. Mm-hmm. This one comes to us from Shelly Parker. Aw. Yeah. And the subject reads, I love you both. Well, we love shells and we love parks. So that's appropriate. <laughs> the review reads, get my glasses on because we're <laughs> old. Yeah, it's weird how when you get older, your arms get shorter. It's so strange. <laughs> She says, I've been enjoying this podcast for a long time, and I just love you both so much. Mm. My kind of humor. I'll follow you no matter what you do. I could tell you guys are best friends and wish I knew you in real life. Kind of. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep following. Ten stars, she says. Dang. Oh, Shell Parks. Oh, Shell uh, Parks. I feel, like that's what, I feel like that's what her name would be. Her, yeah. nick, her nickname. Yeah, so we appreciate that. Someone's doing their homework around here. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <clears throat> That's cool. All right, shall we certainly shall shall we certainly <laughs> appreciate <laughs> we certainly appreciate that. Thank you for <clears throat> going above and beyond and doing the homework and doing a review. It helps us out a lot. Exactly, it does. And uh well, you know, Shelly, you know we did here. We had a good time tonight, and remember we do love these shows. It's all about the good times and the laughs. It is. And we would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you guys, this couldn't be possible. And every week we give a special shout out to Jenny and Jim because they were the first ones to actually go out on the limb and take, you know, I'm not going to say take a chance, but they were the first ones to go on a limb and support us. You know, they were the first ones to do it when nobody else you know, was being a Patreon and we will always appreciate. They'll always get it. Even after they're no longer a patron, they're, they're always going to get a shout out. So uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And I am going to hand off some more homework assignments. So the first one is check out the website at a very podcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple podcast, Podchaser, Castbox, or audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't have two friends, then, uh, uh, jump on, uh, I would say the Facebook group, but like everybody there, 
probably already listens. But that's true. That's a good point. Remind them, I guess. I don't know. It'll be one of those things where it's like, remember when they did that joke? That was awesome. It'll be like that. Yeah. Remember when Tech wheezed and then like, which <laughs> time? Like, we didn't have a wheeze moment this episode. Damn. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in all the conversations and the fun at a very Brady, a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. And I'm sure uh, Miss Cox will be very happy to know that, um, that she's not gonna have to edit any episodes for like four weeks after <laughs> next week. So, uh, check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like, I don't know what tax wearing or my newest hairstyle <laughs> or Go- my latest guitar. Oh mm. uh, yeah. Go check mm. out the retro network at the retro network.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. Check out our T public store for merch. The link is in the description of this episode. Also, we are now on the clapper app and we're thinking about going on Facebook and doing silly shit on there. So no, if you guys want to see uh, YouTube, not Facebook, what did I say? Facebook? No, yeah. I'm sorry. YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to see us do some silly shit on YouTube, um, then uh, let, let us, us know. know. And we, yeah. uh, we may, but most importantly, go out there and check out some classic iconic television. Jimmy here yes. is going to tell you what to watch last episode of the season. Oh man. <laughs> you don't, you don't need that. We already know what it is. But I like this part, that part right there. I like that part. Okay. I think it needs to go on for like 15 more seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the next episode, the final conclusion of the Brady Bunch movie part four. Mm. Well, it's it's movie. It's the it's the first movie. But it's right. it's our part four. The movie is available to stream on uh, Amazon Prime. Prime. Amazon Prime. Chuchachuchachi. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So unless you have anything else, um, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm good. You sure? Nothing else. Well, no, I got it. Okay. In that case. I've been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>